Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on many popular podcast hosting sites, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blueberry, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and at www.vhha.com. You can also hear episodes of the podcast each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 a.m. across Central Virginia. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to pcfpodcast at vhha.com. Again, that is pcfpodcast at vhha.com. And with that, today we're pleased to be joined by Dr. Sean Reed, a UVA professor and family medicine physician, and UVA medical student Sharam Sundaraman. This is a bit of a meta-podcast episode. It's a podcast about a new podcast series that UVA launched regarding COVID-19 safety. And so with that, welcome to the program, gentlemen. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you. Yes, we're pleased to have you. So as we mentioned, this is something of a meta episode to highlight a new 12-part podcast series that offers listeners advice on safeguarding their personal health and some behind-the-scenes insight on UVA patient care and research work. So with that set up, Dr. Reed, if you could tell us how this idea came together and what specific lessons this limited edition series attempts to impart. Sure, I'd be happy to. First of all, thank you very much for your interest. The platform really started with MiniMed School, which is a free program to the public that really seeks to empower folks with their own health to help them be savvy consumers of high-quality healthcare. And so we normally have a once-a-year in-person program, but with the COVID landscape changing things, we realized we probably would not be able to come together this year. So we decided to create a virtual platform and therefore launched our YouTube channel. And the sort of the inaugural message we decided would be COVID itself. And so, you know, we take very seriously at UVA that we are a public institution and we want to be a valuable resource to those in our community. And so we decided that we would focus on all of the work that's being done here. And I think it's interesting. We all live and work in a community and ours is not that big, but it's still just amazing to sort of look around and really as you get, get into the corners of the community to realize what's happening and from research and to the obviously the delivery of clinical care. And it became a real journey of exploration that led to a lot of things. I think Sriam and I would both admit that you know, we weren't aware. So it's uh, it's been fun. I think one of the real critical messages that you mentioned is how to stay safe. So we talk about flattening the curve and social distancing, but we also talk about some of the more deeper issues that get into discrepancies in terms of who's getting it and racial disparities. And we talk about vulnerable populations and nursing homes and the elderly. And so we really kind of wind our way through the narrative of COVID to try to give as full a picture as we can with local folks. You know, it's always fun to turn on the TV and see what's happening nationally, but we thought it'd be a great opportunity to show what's happening here in Charlottesville. And Sharam, you're a medical student who pulled double duty as a producer on the podcast series. And as Dr. Reed just mentioned, it covers a range of issues, including lessons learned from the pandemic and racial disparities in health outcomes and the development of in-house testing, the search for a vaccine, issues related to elderly patients, vulnerable populations, and much more. On an issue that's so complex, can you talk about the process of how you and the team worked to whittle down the topics and identify the guests who would be featured in this limited edition series? We're fortunate at UVA to have, you know, so many enthusiastic uh, instructors and teachers and, and experts in the field. So it really wasn't difficult to find physicians who are willing to share their knowledge with us and talk to medical students who were excited to interview different physicians on these topics. <clears throat> there were several topics that pertain to Charlottesville that we wanted to specifically focus on, especially like how you can help as a volunteer, how UVA health has been impacted by coronavirus and how UVA made their own testing process. So those were topics that we had sort of knew that we wanted to highlight in our podcast. It wasn't hard at all to find medical students who really wanted to be a part of this effort and talk to these physicians. And 
like I mentioned, there are several doctors that are researching each of these topics that we were able to talk about in our podcast. So it wasn't hard to search and find those who were willing to share their time to speak to the medical students. As medical students, we found ourselves kind of being like liaisons with our family, trying to answer the medical questions they have. And obviously, this is a very novel time with so many medical questions being thrown around as, as information is rapidly changing. So us as medical students, we wanted to sort of figure out what topics would be most helpful to the members of the Charlottesville community and make that information available to them. And I was going to ask you, Sharam, we mentioned that you're a medical student. Do you know what, what your specialty is going to be? Yeah, I'm looking to study internal medicine, which is basically a broad term for all sorts of medicine that you might see in the hospital and beyond in primary care as well. I haven't fully decided what I'll do beyond that, but I know I love medicine and I'm, I'm looking forward to continue learning it. Well, we wish you all the best of luck in your future endeavors and your ongoing studies. Shifting back to you, Dr. Reed, you mentioned that this series is an offshoot of the mini-med school model at UVA, which helps introduce the public to some of the intricacies and complexities of, of medicine and the healthcare delivery system. If you would, can you discuss your thoughts on the importance of enhancing public healthcare literacy and understanding, whether it's through this podcast series or the mini-med school model or other modalities, particularly at a time when health policy and health science are increasingly part of the public dialogue? Yeah, that's a great question and near and dear to my heart. You know, it's interesting, Julian, I've, I've often thought that this should be a primary, occupy a primary space in our secondary curriculum. You know, I mean, I think health literacy would help drive so many positive outcomes in our community if we could figure out a way to effectively do it. You know, I think every physician tries at the bedside to empower their patients to understand, you know, kind of why we're querying the questions we are and what is our process. And so, in fact, one of the programs that we've been running consistently now for the last decade that I've been a part of the program is the medical interview. What's the construct of that? What is the physician doing? Why is he or she doing it? And so we really sort of shed light on that so that the conversation becomes a much more fruitful dialogue and that so a patient can come into the office prepared for what that dialogue might look like and, you know, some of the details that a patient might look for. So I think it's absolutely critical at this time. And that's why we were really sort of doggedly determined to keep this channel of communication open so that members of our community can continue to get the resources they need. You know, it's a little more difficult to do skills training. Some of the things we do include, you know, how to check a blood pressure cuff accurately at home and how to use an AED device that are strewn around our communities. This is just the beginning. We'll, we'll continue to be creative and, you know, hopefully we'll be back in the classroom and in person sooner than later. But if not, we can use this resource to help continue that mission. And I think it's really great what you're doing to enhance that public understanding and really to engage and touch the public and invite them in through programs like the Mini Med School. For people who want to access this podcast, Dr. Reed, what platforms is it available through? Where can they get it? Sure. It's currently on the YouTube channel, so they can access it through there and they can we've cross-referenced it over to the School of Medicine's website or in the process of doing that. So they can go to the School of Medicine at UVA here, UVA Health, to, to find us there as well. Okay, great information. So we'd encourage our listeners to check out that podcast series. It's 12 episodes. Uh, it's a limited edition series. And as we said, an offshoot of the mini med school program at UVA. So with that discussion of the podcast covered, we want to shift now to a few questions to give our listeners a bit of a sense of who our guests are beyond the work that they are engaged in. So first, and uh, Dr. Reed, we'll start with you. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh, gosh, I think focus on the patients. You know, I think 
when we think too hard about an agenda that we have uh, when we have a patient coming into the office, I think we tend to steer a little too you know briskly. And so I think the most important thing is to stay open, be a good listener, understand the patient's perspective, hear it in their own words, resist the opportunity to interrupt or translate because, you know, we're trying to find the truth or as near to the truth as we can. And I think being patient in that process and being an active listener is probably the best advice that I was given early in my training. And I try to do that in my own clinic. Well, listening more than talking is good advice for many people, but also as it with respect to the medical discipline, that's right in line with the theme of this podcast, Patients Come First. And then, Sharam, same question for you. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? I think at UVA, especially one of my clinical mentors told me early on to treat every patient as if they were your family member. And that's really helped me before walking into the room or just talking about any sort of patient, seeing them as I'd see my sister or my mom or dad really makes you understand how privileged we are, first of all, to be uh, in the medical field and to having the ability to sort of go the extra mile to help all our patients, just reminding yourself that each person in that room could be your family member or treating them as such. So I always tell myself that and it's always you know kept me going and giving me energy in the, in the hospital. Sounds like a, a good variation of the golden rule. The next question <laughs> is, in the entirely imaginary premise that you could anticipate your final day on earth, what would your last meal, Sharam, we'll start with you this time. My last meal. Given that there are no health repercussions, this last meal, <laughs> I'd probably go for a, a nice large brownie Sunday, like a really gooey brownie and uh, contrast that with like a you know, cold, nice vanilla ice cream. I'm craving that right now, actually. So, so we're going to bypass the salad and the main course. We're going to go right to dessert. Oh, of course, yeah. Just one big uh, dessert. It's the last meal. <laughs> okay. Dr. Reed, same question for you. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm not ready for my last day on earth. I am ready to have a nice meal. So maybe, um, you know, my original roots were from Massachusetts, and so I still have a love of seafood. So I'd have to start with some kind of sort of shrimp appetizer would be lovely. And I think for main meal, make it a surf and turf with some sort of flank steak and a nice fresh chimichurri sauce to spice things up. And I got to go with Sri Ram. I got to go dessert with something frozen, like although maybe a mango sorbet sounds like a perfect combination. So sorry, I took a three course meal there. <laughs> that, that's okay. You can, it, whatever you interpret your last meal to be is totally fine. And then the final question that we have for both of you is: If you were stranded on a deserted island. What one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself occupied? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what are your three deserted island entertainment survival kit picks? And Dr. Reed, we'll start with you this time. Oh, gosh. Um, so my wife will laugh because she knows I'm not a big pleasure reader. But, you know, I think something in the sort of sci-fi genre. So I'm a big Star Trek fan so or Star Wars or any of those kind of series books. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. So something light to sort of remind myself of my imagination to keep me company out there in that island. In terms of movies, gosh, I have so many. But maybe um, maybe something to remind me of what's the full reality of the world. Winter's Bone is a movie that I just found mesmerizing about. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, I but have. I think we'll do that. And then so it's a book, a movie, and what was the third thing? Album. Album. Oh, gosh. How about Journey, like 1980s, some inspirational kind of uh, 80s sort of light. Don't stop 
music that would drive my children crazy, but since I'm alone, I think I'm safe to listen to that. Don't stop believing you're going to get off that Don't island. Don't stop believing, that's right. <laughs> All right, and Jerome, same question for you. I have a book. I would probably pick the Harry Potter series just because I'm sort of cheating, but I'm calling the series. I can take several books with me, and I always forget some Harry Potter trivia that people call me out on, so I could use a reread of that series. In terms of a movie, I'd have to go with Finding Nemo just because I'm out at sea, first of all, and two, I love how colorful it is, and I love Pixar in general. When life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? I don't wanna know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim. And then, in terms of an album, I haven't had, like, a physical album maybe ever. I've always just used Spotify, you know, digital, things like that, but I'd probably go for, like, a Post Malone album. I like to chill hip-hop, so, yeah, that's a big album. Okay, well, we appreciate you sharing those picks with us. And with that, that's going to bring us to the close of this episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. If you like what you heard, please go to Apple Podcast and leave us a five-star review and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And we want to thank our guests on today's episode, Dr. Sean Reed and Sharam Sundaraman for being with us today. Thanks, gents. Thank you. Thank you so much.